Riley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. Take two. <laughs> Welcome to another intro of another episode of yes. Women Get In Podcast. I'm Mandy. I'm Miley. And together we are... Spectacularly happy to have you here. Spectacularly happy. <laughs> okay. You don't know the joke because uh, when I first made the joke, <laughs> it didn't get recorded properly. So, <laughs> So now you know. It's spectacularly shitty <laughs> that the first... <laughs> intro just deleted its damn self (laughs) but we're still spectacularly happy (laughs) in case you can't tell (laughs) mandy what's good and new with you again Uh, again i i'm i'm home i am no longer pet sitting the pet sitting house sitting gig ended over this past weekend um a couple days back into my condo which is super nice loving sleeping in my own bed I'm not waking up to little kitties going meow, 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 like literally screaming and meowing outside the door. like And wanting to go out or oh, eat. Oh, he just wants me up. Uh, he, he just, just wants, wants a friend to yes, play with. Please come out here. He wants a witness while he eats his food. Oh, okay. The cat wants a witness <laughs> to eat. I swear to you. Aww. Um, like I get up and he's like, oh, meow, looks at you a few times, meow, meow, and then he like walks straight towards his food dish. And oh. Like, did you just want me to watch you eat? He Is wants that- you to give him positive reinforcement. Yeah. I mean, you had mentioned in the first intro that he is a baby. Like, yeah. he's, like, yeah. in his first year of life. Yeah. So he's got to be around, like, a teenager now, right? Yeah, I think so. In cat years, he's probably, like, you know, hitting that 12-year-old mark. <laughs> is is uh, is that, like, 12 cat years in a, I don't know. I, don't know. I was I think thinking cats- about that because I know, like, with dogs, it's, like, seven years for every human year. Maybe it's similar. I don't know. Yeah. He's definitely a fussy little thing sometimes, but it's usually just when he's hungry or tired. He just acts like a child. Um, but yeah, he likes to have a witness. I think there's a thing about cats, and I don't know if it's true as much for dogs, but I think cats, I don't know. I felt like I heard that pets won't, certain pets won't eat when their owners aren't home because they're not sure when you're coming back to refill it, and they're like, I better save oh, it. So they're like, uh, not scavenging it, but they're like reserving Hoarding it. it. Yeah, 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 some sort of reserve thing. But oh, um, wow. I don't know. Kitty kind of smart. Kitty That's... wanted a witness every time he had to eat his food. He would like lead me in that direction, like follow me, meow, meow. And like, it was a whole thing. Um, the owner, she put a little Instagram up of him today saying, oh my gosh, he's so big now. He's like all grown up. I left him for a month and he's not a kitty anymore. He's not a little baby. He's like all grown up kitty. And he's just laying on the kitchen floor, Aww. looking at her sort of like, sort of smug. It's mm-hmm. really funny. His expressions are entertaining. I could tell he was tired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you, 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 you and him understood each other. We had a little rapport. Yes. Like, I figured out his patterns. Mm-hmm. I figured out the things he does at certain times of day. And like, if I, if I sit still in one place, he'll just come up next to me and sleep. Mm. Or he'll sleep in the chair nearby or next to you. Like, he wants to be like on you all the time. He wants to be on your laptop, on your leg. He did a lot of that to me in Flagstaff. Mm. Um, but he really just wants to sleep 
like 75% of the day. That sounds like a great life. I know. I don't know what he does all night. (laughs) But during the day, he definitely sleeps. There's some kind of like a black ops (laughs) thing that he does while you're sleeping. That's why he's so tired during the day. He works third shift. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of like Toy Story and how the toys wake up when you go to sleep. And maybe like this cat has like this this secret life at Absolutely. when the sun goes down. I totally agree. And that might be happening because the dog <laughs> naps a lot of the day too, oh. just not quite as intensely as Kitty. Okay. Um, yeah. And I often wonder like, yeah, she was, she, her little video was funny on Instagram. She was like, I don't know what Mandy did to you, but you don't even play with the plant in my room anymore. Oh, yeah. And I just said, you know, we just we just weren't allowed in there because that was the only way I was making sure he was not going to get in trouble or do something naughty. I said, I'm pretty sure the first week I was there, he thought his new name was No Get Down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As I said that to him so many times a day that first week, but I said, No, get down. And I take him down and he, you know, or I would point down and he would get down. And he so, understood finally, you know, like you yeah. had a really great uh, ability to train him. I almost want to say like you trained him. I guess. And you um, were very direct with him. Yeah. I just gave him the business. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not yours. <laughs> I literally said things to him like, that's not yours. No, get down, get off of there. And what's no. his name? Tika. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've ever mentioned it. Maybe not like Tika Masala, but with one K. Yeah. T-I-K-A. Yeah. Okay. Tika. What's yeah. the dog's name? Bailey. You did mention that before. Okay. Yeah. She was a pretty good dog, too. Um, she's clearly some sort of Australian shepherd kind of mm-hmm. mix. Uh, so she she was pretty good with commands. Like, she'd always come when you called her. Unless there was something that she was insanely focused on. And I think this is specific to her breed. Like, oh. if she saw another dog, if she saw a, you know, there was a quail running not too far by. And she was like... Do I need to go hunt that? Do I need, <laughs> do I need to go herd this animal? Mm-hmm. Do I need to do something with this other thing? Like she would get so intent, like frozen. It was wild. She well, she's, you fixed. said she's an Australian. She has, she must have an Australian shepherd in her because yeah, she looks just like it. I mean. And that's what they do. Aren't they like herding dogs or yeah. aren't they like hunting dogs or something? Yeah. Those shepherdy type of dogs do that. And I'm like, this must just be her breed that she gets like, I mean, she gets like totally stiff and like just stares at it and you cannot focus. It takes like a Mm. minute to break her attention. Um, and she's not great on a leash, but I just tried that once and I was like, all right, she sucks on a leash. I'm not doing that again. So I guess we'll just play fetch to get your exercise (laughs) because I am not going to be dragged down the street by a dog on a leash. Oh my goodness. My friend, our friend, our colleague, Rebecca, oh, she yeah. got pulled by her dog down the street and like dislocated her shoulder. I remember that. Time. Yeah. Then she ended up getting smaller dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Or invest in a trainer. I mean, yeah. I am all for, you know, yeah. having a couple of sessions with a trainer who mm-hmm, knows, mm-hmm. you know, nonviolent ways yeah. to train your dog to like understand commands and like yeah. you to teach the dog that you are the boss. Because if you let them, they'll be the boss of you. They want to be alpha, all of them. Yeah. Silly little dogs. It's good, like, it's good to have the training because it it really promotes communication and bonding between the owner and the, the animal. The exactly. Pet. Yeah. You so have to trust really each important. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. It's done. I'm home. Mr. Yeah. Boyfriend had a birthday yes. this weekend. This is a birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey, 
We should get an audio sample of that. <laughs> <laughs> just snip that and we'll just pop it in. Ah, uh, I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, that's the same birthday song I got on my birthday. Yeah, because I was like, we're not eating or cutting into the cake until someone sings something related to your birthday. And everyone else at the table refused. So I said, it looks like you're singing <laughs> and you need to make it the short song. <laughs> the shortest song possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went out to dinner and drinks and then another friend was having her 40th birthday it was kind of a surprise like she knew they were doing a little something but they ended up like decorating the house and they did a big thrift shop theme and invited like 25 people over so we were the surprise guests at her surprise birthday <laughs> like we stopped by no one, yeah. no one surprise really, surprise yeah. what's yeah. a thrift shop theme thrift shop uh you know macklemore okay so the song not like an actual thrift no. So Shop. that's what his song is about. Right. Like, so did you guys just like. For your clothes. I mean. Did you just guys just Mr. Boyfriend and I did not. Because we okay. were out on a date. So we wore our date clothes because we'd gone out for his mm -hmm. birthday. Um, but everyone else had thrift shop stuff on. I mean, polyester pants. I mean, wild print pants, tops, funny okay. hats. So like dramatic thrift shop. Because like mm -hmm. I shop at the thrift shop. Mm -hmm. Can you tell? Mm -hmm. Do I, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I shop at the thrift shop a lot. Lately, actually, I found some really great things. And plus, yeah. my mom works at Goodwill now, so oh. uh, I, I, I get to use her employee discount. That's exciting. Plus, when you spend more than $20, there's a coupon to get an extra 20% off. <laughs> it's not that hard, actually, to spend money at the Goodwill. No. And there's um, some really great stuff. I've gotten tons yeah. of uh, really, like, designer brand stuff. Yeah. they. I mean, you get there on the right day when things mm. have just gotten delivered. So if you're one of those people who likes to go in and browse that stuff, like we chatted about with Jessica on mm. her sustainability thrifting episode in the first season. And uh, it's great. I just, I'm not one for it. And Mr. Boyfriend and I were on a date already. So no, of course, of course. Everybody, everybody else but was decked I wonder, out. I wonder what everyone was dressed up in. Half of my um, wanting to go was wanting to see their outfits. Yeah. The other half was to see the friends. Of course, of course. <laughs> I was like, I just want to know what people are wearing. <laughs> Me too. Shireen, a former guest on the yes. show, um, was wearing these, the most amazing leggings I've oh. ever seen. Okay. They Tell are, me more. They're macarons. No way. They were all just bright colored macarons. Oh my gosh, I love that. From hip to toe. Love it. It was I amazing. Love it. And she had this big sequined sort of Ooh. shawl jackety thing on, poncho-y kind of thing. Huge sequins all over it, like pink and silver and oh blue. Oh my gosh, how and fun. I was, she was like, I look like I just got out of Reno. I was like, yep, playing bingo. <laughs> <laughs> playing I love it. bingo in Reno. <laughs> like, where are your Virginia Slims? Mm -hmm. Are you smoking Virginia mm -hmm. Slims now? <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. It was pretty good. Was, was her Mr. Boyfriend there? Uh, he was late getting there, so we missed him. We just missed him. We showed up before he did, and then it was getting oh. late, and we had to go home for pets still. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. I actually owe Mr. Boyfriend, Shireen's Mr. Boyfriend, mm -hmm. some information about flying, so thanks oh. for reminding me. Yeah. He's been pretty busy with some entrepreneurial side yeah, hustle but stuff, I but told him, I'm you know, sure he'd take I, that. Yeah, I promised him stuff, so I want to make sure I deliver. You guys should go flying. Yeah, when I get my license, finally. But I'm getting closer and closer. I know, I we know. set a date. You did? Kind of. Like a tentative date. We're in for mid to late November, depending on how things go after I come back from Paris. But I finished learning all of the required maneuvers. Oh, cool. So now I just need to polish them up and keep working at it. And then the other big part is actually the oral part, preparing yeah. for my oral part. So I'm actually going to bring my books 
and I'm going to study in Paris because, uh, you know, since I'm going to be there by myself. For I'm, like a week. Yeah, for a week. Yeah. And so I'm going to. I'm so excited for you. Excited. I wish I could have come. No, I wish you could have come too. Oh, I need a uh, lot more disposable income. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, sponsors. That's hey. a cue cu- for the sponsors for this podcast. Yeah, how do I get people to pay for my travel? Yeah. I just need um, like a little per diem and some airfare. Unless we turn this podcast into a travel podcast <laughs> where we talk about the places we travel and then we can probably write off the travel. But it's like a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm super excited. But since I'm traveling, I am going to have a lot of like downtime where I'm like enjoying the Eiffel Tower or enjoying Mm -hmm. some kind of gluten-free pastry. And when you're all alone in a foreign Mm -hmm. city, there's only so much you can do to keep yourself busy even on those off days. Yeah, so I'll bring my books and kind of study. Mm -hmm. I have to prepare a lot of like oral scripts, uh, like certain phrases uh, and and, uh, and paragraphs that I actually have to memorize and be able to recite back and stuff. So I'll work on that. Okay, But I'm super excited. Eiffel Tower time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. uh, the Louvre. Yes, you must. What's hit at the Louvre? Louvre? It's this big ass museum. You've seen it in a million movies. It looks like a glass pyramid from the oh, outside. Oh, okay, okay. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the Louvre, and the entrance oh. is actually in there, and then you kind of go like in, yeah. down, and underground. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a huge museum. Yeah. And it's you said huge. like you can spend like three hours and oh, still yeah. want go, to. You can go fast yeah. in three hours and go through it. Okay. But otherwise it's probably, like if you were really going to go through it, it's probably a five to six hour museum. Um, but I mean, a f- dedicate a few hours minimum. Otherwise you'll be like, damn, yeah. I went to the Louvre and only saw half. And you mentioned the Mona Lisa is there. The Mona Lisa is there. It is hilarious. There's a million people crowded around it taking photos of it. It's like. A 16 by 16 <laughs> painting or 12 by 12. I mean, it's- Oh my gosh, that is small. So small. It, you think it's this grand thing. Yeah. Because it's one of the most highly copied and like- Yeah, because you see it in the movies and how- yeah. You just see pictures of that stupid thing and, everywhere. Like yeah. everyone has infringed upon that thing. Um, but it's like, it's so small. You think it's like a real big painting and it's, it's tiny and it's hard to see because mm. Asians are holding up their iPads in front of you and there's- like 300 Those people crowded Asians. around it. Why do they got to be there? What's up, Asians? Yeah, Miley, you find out for us. <laughs> Let me talk to my people. You just have to literally get in front of them yeah. to even see the thing. I'm going to start yelling like an Asian person. But I mean, there's only so long you're going to stand there and look at yeah. this one stupid little painting. And it's so far away. There's a big podium, like not a podium, but a platform in front of uh-huh. it. It's on the wall in a glass thing. Oh and my gosh. you can't even get that close to it. And yeah. it's small. So you'll see, you'll see. But there's, I wish I could remember, there's all sorts of really I went to so many museums in Europe like Barcelona and all over Florence and Rome it's they all start to jumble a little Mm. bit in my brain but there's a oh and like the Vatican in Rome oh my gosh but there's so much cool stuff in the Louvre it's if you like history and museums I'm super excited pretty fun place to go and you can do a little do a little walking tour or take a guided tour oh okay then I think if you take I did a guided tour through the Vatican um and that was fantastic it's not much more than the entrance you know you tip your person a few euros at the end of it and a lot of them work mostly for tips okay just a heads up to anyone thank you for letting me know I did not know that yeah so like a lot of times the most of the money goes to the museum Ah. um and then they get like a few bucks but they work on a lot of it is for tips so um if you take a guided tour it's really cool because they give you lots of information and they Mm -hmm. kind of point out things that you might otherwise have missed Mm -hmm. so or at minimum we did uh an audio tour so we rented the little headphones and then you just kind of push the button and tell it which 
yeah. art piece. Maybe I'll at. do that. I like that. Then I can go at my own pace because you know yeah. me. I'm a I'm a late bloomer and I like to take my time yeah. and all that stuff. So that's well, the nice. guided tour. Even the guided tour, I didn't find it to be oh, too really? fast. Okay. She gave us a lot of time. In some rooms, she would just walk us into and like let us all gather oh, there and okay. look around before she started telling us about mm-hmm. stuff. So I it might depend, but okay. definitely do some kind of tour yeah. so that you at least see the highlights and get the big stuff yeah. in the yeah. museums. Um, the gardens in Paris are awesome. Watch out for thieves at the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I got to be careful with that. Yeah. Uh, I have a little thing that I'll put around my waist that's like spandexy, and like yeah. I can hold all my most important things and be yeah. ready to run for it if somebody like is trying to snatch me up, like take in the It's movie. like a belt wallet kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Those are awesome. They also make these really cool crossbody purses that have straps that you can't cut. Yeah. Uh, our friends, Emily and Rob, gave me oh, cool. or lent me her purse. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to use that. And I always wore my crossbody under my jacket. Okay. Got you. Too. That's good to know. I should probably look up the weather before I start packing. Even if you just wear a light cardigan yeah. or something, like a know. little zip up hoodie, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because cool. it's, well, it's late summer. It's probably fairly warm. Okay. But, I mean, it might be thunderstormy kind of summery over there. I'm not sure. I've never been there this late in the year. Yeah. Speaking of, you had mentioned Rome. It makes me think of Italy. And I made a new friend. I made a new friend. Her name is, yes, it is in Italy. Yes, that's why I thought of Italy. <laughs> I was thinking that too and wondering if you would call me out on that, and you did. So, yes, <laughs> when you say Rome, I think Italy. And speaking of, that reminds me of Italy because, <laughs> so anyways, uh, I made a new friend. Her name is Sydney, and she's the wife of Stephen, my instructor number four. Oh. Uh, and so she, so Stephen's Steven, not your current instructor. No, he's okay. not my instructor anymore. Uh, he will be starting at Sky West in January and and training with Sky West usually is about four to five months ish Mm -hmm. and so his wife Sydney is probably going to go to Italy for a few months while he's in training because like you have to be really like intensely focused during training so she's thinking well if he's not going to be around she might as well go live on the other side of the world in a place that she's always wanted to go to while he's you know doing his own thing so if she goes Italy I told her I would come visit her and if I go visit her you should come with me I highly recommend Florence okay I'll let her know but I I don't know anything but I'll let her know Florence but I but you and I should go visit her I would love to and we can travel to Italy because I didn't get a chance to go with you a few years ago Italy is amazing Yes, yes, yes. I kind of want to live there. I'm not sure it's as easy for expats like U.S. citizens to get up and move there, though. Yeah. So, um, but that's why, like, Sydney, she's going to try to go there for, you know, an extended period of time. Yeah. So that's something that, especially with you, you it's know, easier you could if potentially. you're going for a little jaunt and you yeah. don't need to get a job. Yeah. It's moving somewhere to try to establish yourself and find a place mm-hmm. to rent and get a job yeah. that gets tricky. And she's a piano player cool. or a piano teacher. Mm. So she's going to be able to still be teaching remotely when she's over there. That's, That's why she's going to kind of hang out there yeah. for a few months. But That's uh, the best way to do it. Yeah. Nice. So I'm hey, excited. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I highly recommend Florence. It's just such a fun city and it's not as crazy busy. It's really easy to get around. Great shopping. Great food. Okay. I'll let her know. Yeah. Maybe you guys can talk. You can give her some tips. Yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. I mean, I like I've, it. I've just been there. I just know I didn't love Venice. Don't oh, go to Venice. Okay, okay. Well, Venice. it was also <laughs> raining and flooding. Remember? Yeah, it does that so, every winter. Oh, so okay. if you're going to be there for the winter, don't go. Oh, I see. I thought that was just like that year. No. Okay. Just Never some mind of them then. just get bigger than others. Like some year more, you know, okay. like rain here. Uh, but yeah, I just don't recommend Venice, especially by yourself because it's a sleepy mm. city and it like it's for couples. Oh, okay. Well, you know, right everything now. there's like adv- nah. events to do as a couple is like ride a gondola ride Ooh, by your okay. fucking self. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, well then. 
Well, yeah, Italy, I go somewhere a little warmer. France. Uh, I'm super excited to try a whole new country, not a country, continent yeah. all by myself. Oh. And uh, I'll come back and then I'll I'll come back 10 p.m. on a Saturday night. And on Sunday morning at 8 a.m., I'm going to jump on another plane and go to South Dakota. How, how Ooh. unclimactic <laughs> or what is a word like not climactic? Is it to yeah. go to Paris and then South Dakota? <laughs> I mean, those are very opposite ends of the spectrum. I know, but I'm super excited to go and do some needs assessment for a mission trip, a dental yeah. mission trip that we're doing. But I'm also looking forward to potentially dropping by Badlands and uh, Mount mm. Rushmore. So okay. I'm hoping National Park, here I come. Yeah, Rushmore, cool. I haven't seen that, but that's on the list. Mm -hmm. And Badlands National Park. I have not had a stamp on my National Park passport in Since months. Since last December? Exactly. <laughs> so, have you been anywhere this year? I don't think so. Man. I And, and my, my park pass expires in November, so I got to get down. You got to get like, going. At least friend. one. Yeah. But I need three to make up the money. But if not, I'll just pay for another passport, like <sighs> a little pass for next year. You're going to buy another one anyways. I know. So, <laughs> But I want to make it to Badlands, so I get yeah. one down this year. That's awesome. Yeah, from Paris to South Dakota. Huh. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I know. She's like at Mount Rushmore. It's no Paris, but, you know, whatever. That's okay. Yes. I think they put some new monuments up around there, too. I can't remember the Native American yes, tribute. Yes, it's... Uh, Oh man! I want to say like wild horse or something. Yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, the shucks. I don't. Um, we can cut this part out me. if it's really annoying for people to listen to us try to think of <laughs> try to think of history from our high school years, which were oh. way too long ago. Oh my gosh! I think I'm right. I was thinking crazy horse. It is crazy horse. Oh, I did. I said wild horse. Yeah. Good job, Mandy. That's a I, casino here in Arizona. Just so is. people know. So. And then I thought crazy horse, but I thought it would be a derogative thing, but <laughs> apparently it really is crazy horse. Okay. So wild horse, I was close. Yes. <laughs> and then I didn't even bother saying what I thought because I thought it was rude, yeah, but it's crazy true. Horse. Well, yep. there you go. Yeah. So I'll tell you all about that if I make it over there. Awesome. Let us know. Cause Irene saw that before yes. she came on at the end of season one with us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they were uh, getting pretty close to finishing it, I think. So it should be maybe done by now. It is. Ellen, cool. our our colleague friend, she, she saw, it? saw it a couple <gasps> months ago when awesome. she went up there. That's exciting. The only other thing going on I want people to know about since I don't know. Well, I want to tell people about the Vegan Social. Yes. Which is coming up on September 10th. We are yes. officially entering season two. So if you are in Phoenix, uh -huh. check out Vegan Social. It's on Instagram. It's that Vegan Social. Uh -huh. uh, check us out because there's going to be about 50 vendors there. Where? Uh, it's downtown near the Churchill. Got you. So I forget the exact address, but if you get to Roosevelt and First Street, you mm -hmm. really can't miss it. It's a whole block of tents. 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yep, 5 to 9 p.m., free entry, ton, about 50 vendors, lots of food, hot food, prepared food, takeaway food. Um, you can eat there. You can hang out with the DJ and lots of uh, gifts, home goods, body goods, bath goods, jewelry, all sorts of fun stuff. And this is the Vegan Social. Yep. On Instagram, the Vegan Social. That Vegan Social. That Vegan Social. Mm -hmm. Or if you follow Mandy through Positively Frosted, oh, yeah. you can also get some deets there. Yep, I'll be sure. And she'll be there. a vendor there. Oh, yeah, I'll be so, there. Hustling yeah. Positively Frosted. Positively frosted. And hopefully Miley is able to swing through after her fundraiser. Yes, my well, fundraiser. Well, not your fundraiser. Mine, not mine. A fundraiser yes. that you will be singing a duet yes. with. Do you know what song you're singing? We're going to sing Lean On Me. 
Lean on me. Is Lean that? on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who sings that originally? Strong. I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. That's weird. I should know. I feel like that's a song I sh- everyone knows, but no one knows who sings it. It's like some random person. But you're going to be in Scottsdale at a place right around the corner from my freaking house. Yes. I'm excited. Uh, I need to check this place yeah, out. Yeah, so it's going to be at Fuck How. Uh-huh. It's from 7 to 10 p.m. And uh, and it's like this dive bar slash Vietnamese restaurant. It looks and like a diner, diving exactly, diner on it the is. outside. So and I've, ha- I've, I've been there once or twice before, and the food is actually really good. I, I've heard and, that. But it's just so strange for me because like I feel like I have an internal struggle. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I should be American or be Vietnamese because I walk in there, and <laughs> I'm like, this is like not Vietnamese, but also not completely American. Yeah. Well, you're both. So I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the struggle is real people. <laughs> She's like, I feel no more sense of identity in here than I do anywhere else in the world. Exactly. Uh, uh, but I'm super excited for awesome. it and we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Good. I hope it goes well. Yeah. Today on Today. our episode Dun, We're going to be talking a little bit about dying Die- <laughs> before dying, but mostly about dying. What to do before you die, before you yes. get sick, before um, yes. end of life. Stuff. Yes. Which is really important. Yes. We talk a lot about how to live life to its fullest, but yeah. once you've lived life to your fullest, you want to make sure that you leave the world with your orders or affairs in order. Exactly. It's so important. I have a friend who works in this space at a mortuary and um, it just, it's a, it's, it's a conversation people aren't having often mm. enough. Enough with, is a key word. Yeah. And with enough detail and kind of updating all of their information. And early enough in life. Yeah. I feel like I didn't start thinking about estate a little. I feel like I didn't even hear about or talk about estate planning until I had started my career. And I feel like I should have, I should have thought about this or been taught or discussed about this when I was in college entering grad school, because, you know, once you enter adult life, like who knows what's going to happen? You know, I think for maybe, maybe you come from a situation similar to mine. Like, I don't think my parents, I don't know if my parents have anything lined up. And I think part of that might be like, I don't know, we don't have that much to leave anyone or like maybe their parents didn't do it, but just because it hasn't been done historically in your family line and you haven't seen that model doesn't mean you shouldn't start. Correct. Because, you know, with the recent funeral of my aunt, it just kind of brought a whole lot of things up for me. Like, you know, and I had, I had a friend who lost her mom a few years ago and it's like, oh my gosh, all this stuff just wasn't laid out. It's like some things were and some things weren't. And it's like, what do we do? And everybody's trying to figure it out sort of for you, so mm-hmm. to speak. And this friend's mom had, I'm pretty sure it was a stroke uh, and basically had a stroke at home, but no one knew and found her for oh. a really long time, like oh. almost a day. Oh. And so it was, she was just so far deteriorated yeah. that they couldn't bring her back. Um, sad. Really sad. So it was just like a lot of this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like what to do if you get you know, if you're in an accident or something happens mm-hmm, to you mm-hmm. and you can't speak for yourself from a medical standpoint yeah. and then what to do with once your finances you too. Yeah. yeah. Well, finances when you can't speak for yourself, but then finances after you pass. Oh yeah. Finances yeah. is a huge piece of it. Getting a lot of stuff laid out ahead of time can save everybody the headache of trying to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and, and like you said, I actually can relate to everything you said about like, if your parents didn't model it, you don't know about it, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't 
educate yourself about it. Yeah. So my family, we, we didn't do that. And so it wasn't until I started hearing about this stuff and learning about it that now I've set my mom up, but she didn't have any of this because my dad didn't have any of this. Yeah. Uh, everything, when my dad passed away, everything just kind of went to my mom. That was, that was it, you know? So right. But there wasn't then, much. I mean, I wonder, had they discussed what type of, um, what he wanted to happen to his body after yes. he died and all that. So stuff, they talked so. about things like that. So they, so my mom knew, mm-hmm. but also in Vietnamese culture, there's already a lot of things that are kind of a given based on the, the religion and the culture. My mom yeah. and my dad are both Buddhist. Mm-hmm. So there were already talks about like how to do the ceremony, but in terms of finances and all that stuff, like I, I, I wasn't privy to any of that and I didn't yeah. know any about that. So yeah, you're too small. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was something I had noted in here, like things to think about, like if you have a culture culturally or religiously, you know, outlined, um, things to do that, that are already sort of decided maybe for you, like things that you decide work for you. Um, that's obviously a great place to start, but I mean, for people like me culturally and traditionally, I don't feel connected to any, like his no religion to speak of um my aunt you know they did a catholic funeral for her a catholic like mass type of funeral Mm. it's the whole stand up sit down stand up sit down stand up sit down yes i've Um, been to a few of those (laughs) i was not complaining about them just yeah i was surprised i was like oh they do this at the funerals too okay (laughs) it's kind of funny that you say that because i was just thinking about some of the buddhist funerals that i go to yeah and uh actually Standing up and sitting down is a little bit better because in Buddhist ceremonies, you kneel and then you stand up. You kneel and then you stand up. You Ooh. kneel and then you stand up. So it's kind of funny. Are you going to make me kneel at your funeral? No, I hadn't I thought that far, but I hope no. I die first. <laughs> I want there to be a party. Oh, good. I don't want it to be somber whatsoever. Yeah. I want there to be a big, huge party. Yeah, I couldn't take the idea of there being like some big, sad gathering and my yeah. body laying up there in a box at the front of the room. Like, Maybe I'll have a thrift shop <laughs> themed funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to the intro. Yes. That's funny. Um, so that's our topic today. That's what we're chatting about. You know, I, I jokingly called it death planning, but I think more. I vote for that, <laughs> but I think she's going to change the title because Mandy is the CEO of our titles, uh, <laughs> uh, but I think among many things, yes, but I, I defer you. to her because she is very creative when it comes to, I'm funny with words. Yes. I think if you start to look into things on the internet, you will more commonly find the phrases estate planning and life planning because a lot of this stuff you need to do while you're still alive. Actually, don't you have to do all of it while you're alive? I mean, I before even, you die. I shouldn't say need, but like a lot of the stuff you should do before you Recommended die. Recommended to do before. Because if it's, if it's all left for posthumously, you know, after you're gone and everybody else is trying to figure out what your wishes might have been and people might start arguing, you know, there's, and, people and, are already grieving and then yeah. there may form grievances amongst each other over what, what they think is best for your body. And right. What, and what happens sometimes is if there's a lot of argument or if there is nothing that you have kind of like set aside, set into place beforehand, it could be turned over to the court to make a decision. Yeah, and yeah, you can go don't to want, yeah, you do not want the court to be making decisions on your property, on your, you know, stuff that you own and on your life or your, you know, anything that 
you should be making, you know, you should have a right to make a decision. Exactly. If you want things to go a certain way or to certain people or persons after you're gone, you really need to lay that out while you're still here, have documents to support that. Um, you don't want your loved ones. They're already grieving when you're gone, yeah. right? It doesn't hurt you to be gone when you're no, dead. You're it, dead. Yeah. Everybody else is struggling mm-hmm. with it. You're done struggling. Your life is over. Exactly. Um, don't add to that by not having things laid out and causing them to have to sort through everything to on top of the emotional turmoil that they're going through with lawyers and spending money to figure out where your money goes and get your house sold and your cars and all the property and what's in the house and who can keep it who can have this who you know what I mean just lay that stuff out and you can do this stuff pretty cheaply online with Mm -hmm. um legal zoom has documents and there's lots of other companies I mean you can sit with a, you look in your area for a lawyer who handles this stuff. And for a couple hundred bucks, a lot of times you can get living wills, trusts, POAs, that kind of stuff set up. Yeah. And, and like Mandy had said, sometimes these things can actually tear a family apart. Oh yeah. I've heard of families where the father or their mother passes away and the siblings argue over the stuff and yeah. they end up like not speaking for years after or never again. And, yeah. and one, it's sad that you would let material stuff get in between, but I think it's not always about material. It's oftentimes about the sentimental reason behind things. Like, you know, so like whether or not you get grandma's ring for, <laughs> Yeah. The next fiance or whatever, you know, so it's, it, it can be tough. And so when you set these things up ahead of time, not only is it clear for whoever carries out everything, uh, for you, but your executor, I mm-hmm. guess, but it also gives you an opportunity. Like maybe you, if there's sensitive things, you discuss it before you are gone. So everyone understands and the air is cleared before your presence is no longer there. Yeah, I think it's important to make sure the people close to you and around you really understand your wishes. I mean, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to get a last will, a living will, a trust, a POA. Like, you might not be able to get every single thing lined up and something may happen. And But it's important that people around you know what your wishes yeah. are. And um, then, yeah, let's jump right into that, though. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about like, what a last will is or a last testament I honestly didn't Google the definitions of any of these things, okay. so, so I don't. I didn't want to get too into the weeds on <laughs> oh, it because I was so, like, "This is a lot of yeah. fucking shit that I'm not a lawyer oh, for." Okay. Well, a last will is uh, is a document that allows you to kind of identify who inherits the properties that you have when yeah. you pass away. So, like, it, we're talking about like property or things that you own, um, investments that you have mm-hmm. that you're going to pass along to, you know, child number one, cousin number three. You know, brother-in-law too. I don't know. Your mistress. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Uh, A living will outlines your preference for health care treatments. And so in this situation, this is what happens if you're kind of still alive, but you can't be, you you can't communicate or you can't make medical decisions. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes in this situation, we talk a lot about like these terms called power of attorney Mm -hmm. or financial power of attorney or medical power of attorney. Power of attorney tends to be a very umbrella term that this person kind of makes a lot like all all, basically any and all decisions that you're unable to make while you're in whatever state that you're in whether it's incapacitated uh you're in a coma things like that Mm -hmm. if you uh 
if you have someone who is a financial power of attorney, that person manages all of your finances. So they make those decisions. A medical power of attorney makes medical decisions when you're unable to. I'm going to make sure my richest friend is in charge <laughs> of my money because they would be the least likely to oh, steal from me. that's a good idea. Okay. And yeah, yeah. if they have a bunch of money, I know they're good with money. Oh, okay. Th- that's a great tip. I need to think about who I want this to be. This is a death hack. Yeah. Hashtag death hack. <laughs> don't okay, put Mandy, your, bring... don't put your poor friends or family yeah. in charge of your money. Exactly. Uh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So uh, for me, because I work in healthcare, I'm a big advocate in identifying someone who is going to be your medical power of attorney and your financial power of attorney. Sometimes that's the same person. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's two different people. It just depends on the circumstance. But at the very least, you should have someone who is your medical power of attorney so that if any anything ever happens, you get hit by a car and you're in an accident, you know, like you're under surgery and they have to induce a medical coma because somehow you had something happen under surgery and they need to make sure that your brain uh, isn't so inflamed. Right. So Mm -hmm. uh, in in, anyone can potentially need a medical power attorney. So I would really encourage that at the very minimum, you look for a medical power attorney and oftentimes that costs maybe 20, 30 bucks. You just fill out a form online. Mm-hmm. You can look look up a form online for your state because every state has different documents. Right. You can download it, print it out, fill it out, take it to your nearest post office or bank to get it notarized. And the fee that you pay is actually that notary. So mm-hmm. some places, 10 bucks for notary, 30 bucks for notary. And then you have that form. I have my brother as my medical power attorney. Where do you keep your form? That's a good question. Thank you. Where is my form? <laughs> Let me think. Because this was something that was yeah. on my list too. It's having the documents, mm-hmm. keeping them in a safe place, but also having a copy of the documents. Yeah. So just off the top of my head, mine is with my brother and my brother keeps it in a safe in our house. That's a okay. fireproof safe. Good. How? Yeah. Fireproof yeah. safe is the key yeah. word there. Fireproof. Yeah. Uh but, and it's like waterproof, you know, like it's yeah. like floodproof and stuff like that. But So if your house washes away, yeah. it burns down or <laughs> yeah. blows Still away in a tornado. <laughs> That's also where, you know, like my passport, my social security cards, my birth certificate, things like that are, are like the, the original copies are. Yeah. But I have heard of some people having it, like some people have a, uh, a safe at the bank. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then if you have a lawyer, you can leave copies, your lawyer retains copies. Yep. And then, so you want multiple copies in different places. And I would probably oftentimes you can have, have copies with you, like in multiple areas. Mm -hmm. So think of that, you know, like, I mean, it's not like there's your social security number isn't on these documents. These are documents that just tell people what to do in the Mm -hmm. event of X, Y, and Z. Um, On that same note, you might want to consider deciding for yourself if you want a DNR. A DNR mm -hmm. is do not resuscitate. So uh, oftentimes if you become incapacitated and someone has to make a decision on whether or not to put you on life support or to resuscitate you, which is like you stop breathing, your heart stops working and someone needs to perform CPR. If you have a DNR in place, it means do not resuscitate you. Like, so if you're in a coma or need to be on life support or need to get CPR, that DNR means no one is to save you. Right. So, but that's hard because if you don't have something like that and you end up in a car accident and you're in a coma and there is no brain activity or uh, then the, the doctors may rely on that DNR and, or rely on your family members to decide like, should we keep you on life support? Right. Take you off of life support? And again, it goes back to Mandy's point. It can be really t- difficult for someone to make that decision for you if they don't know. Oh, yeah. Our family want. members will fight over it. Yeah. 
Some family members will want to resuscitate you or keep you on life support and some will not. So that's why this DNR and the living will is really important to have. Really understand your options and uh, what is out there. So definitely look at all these. And in addition to having these documents, once you have them in place, life insurance, things like bank accounts, all that stuff, you really need to make sure your beneficiaries are updated on financial stuff. Make sure if you have a change in life, if you're no longer married, if this happens, all of your documents should be updated for a nominal fee, of course, you're going to pay again, but like- you need to make sure this stuff is up to date on a every yeah. couple year basis. Yeah, they recommend every three to five years or when you have a major life change. Yeah. Uh, and so definitely check on that. I was going to say that uh, when it comes to, like, did you already mention social media accounts? No, or? I was okay. going to say that. So Shireen and I have had a plan for this for oh. a long time. We talked about doing a whole episode on <laughs> I was thinking, should we do a whole episode on this? Like, who takes care of your stuff? Like, in a joking way, like... Who's your person? Who's the cleaner who comes in and takes <laughs> care of the stuff at your house, like oh, when you die, yeah. so that your parents or somebody doesn't have to come in and find all your weird shit? Like, yeah. who's gonna clear my Holy cookies crap. on my computer? Ah. <laughs> who's gonna, who's gonna like hilarious. throw away my sex toys? Who's, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Who's Actually. gonna handle my dirty, literal dirty, like laundry stuff? Yeah. Uh, when I go. Um, but yeah, so Sharina and I, it's funny. We talk about death all the time. <laughs> I love it. That's how you know you have a real friend. Yeah, we talk, we, we both know what kind of like party I love and it. I um, love it. circumstance, what should be done and shouldn't be done. And like, feel free to donate my organs. But like, then you make sure you just burn me. Like, I am not gonna be laid in a box and buried in the ground. Yeah. I can't think of anything worse worse than that like just torch my little body give give them ashes i was like i'm gonna put a little bowl out at the little life celebration or whatever cheesy name people are calling it these days like whatever little party y'all decide to have uh to celebrate uh that i'm gone and no longer bothering you i guess um (laughs) just put a little bowl of my ashes out there put a little lid on it so they don't blow away (laughs) and then some sort of little party favor like people can maybe a ring or a necklace, something with a little tiny vessel. And if people want, they can help themselves to a little oh. scoop of ashes and then just keep it in that little vessel. Yeah. And like, if you want some, take some. If you don't, don't. That's fine. I don't care. I don't know. Mm. I'm dead. Yeah. I cannot be offended whether or not you take some like of my it. ashes. That's hilarious. Sprinkle them anywhere. I don't really yeah. care. I That's have, what I would want. Like, yeah. I would want my ashes spread. I just all have no of the national specific- parks that I never got to make it to. Yeah, I just have no particular wishes. I'm like, I'm never going to know. So, yeah. like, I'm not going to make any weird demands on people and make them feel guilty after I'm gone. I'm like, it's like, just I'll take it somewhere. where If you want to spread somewhere, do it. If you want to put it on your bookshelf, that's fine, too. Like, it's a memento for you. I'm gone. Right. Well, because I, I ask about the social media thing because it just reminds me of passwords. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. So that yeah. was, I was going way down a rabbit hole there. But <laughs> a couple of years ago, Facebook, um, I think Shireen is actually the one who told me that they started doing this, that when the feature became available, it was like assign a person to take over your accounts yeah. in the event that you pass. Yeah. And she was like, by the way, you're my person. And I was like, awesome. How funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, I make you my emergency contact. You mm-hmm. know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're my emergency contact. 
But uh, what when I was asking you about the social media, it just reminds me of passwords. So yeah. I actually keep all of my passwords on a, a like I, ha- I pay for this account that holds all of my passwords for every single account that I have. Oh, good. And my brother has the password to my password <laughs> box. And so he knows that. And he's my person that if I do die, he needs to clean up all of those Hopefully accounts. Hopefully he's not with you. I hope not either. Because <laughs> then we're screwed. You a Password to my password. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Password to my password lockbox. And so he has all of that. And uh, and I, I kind of have all of his. He's very protective of his information. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to clean up his mess. But like he'll be cleaning up my I, mess. I kind of I have kind all. of have it. I'm pretty sure I could use my detective skills and find out everything that he needs. If, if anything happens to him. But I'm hoping nothing ever happens to him. And I go first. He needs to clean up my life. Because I have a much messier life than he does. They're like, I'm sorry. You have your work cut out yes. for you. You thought you were busy now? Just wait till I'm gone. Exactly. Oh, my word. And so, but yeah, that, make sure that someone knows the passwords to all of your accounts mm-hmm. and has access to your bank accounts, to all of your investment accounts, your retirement fund accounts. Like those are the things that I'm, yeah. I'm like, I want to make sure my brother knows all of that because. Well, yeah, those are the things though you can set up beneficiaries yeah. for, right? And once for you're sure. gone, that stuff just kind of rolls over to your trust yes. and your estate. Yeah. So yeah. again, it all goes back to making sure you put in order the things that you just make sure to. you put a little sign up on my Instagram as like my final tile. It just says like out of the office. Forever. I'm out. My drop. Yeah. Like out of office forever. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. I'm just make sure people aren't writing on my wall. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I would hate if people were all over my Facebook like, oh my God, man, I just heard. I'm so sad. I miss you, bro. Like, I see that sometimes on Facebook. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. That person can't read this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they could. <laughs> maybe. You never know. There's Facebook and whatever heaven yeah, or exactly. hell these people have gone to. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you know, so like uh, there's a Buddhist... Um, a Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Do you, where do you go when no. Buddhists die? Is there is there a heaven that Buddhists look towards? Well, what happens is there's a the ceremony that every year on the day that like your death anniversary, you oh. there's like a uh, mock or fake stuff like mm-hmm. fake food and fake drinks and fake jewelry and fake clothes and stuff. And as you burn that stuff, it actually appears wherever that person is oh. in whichever level, you know, cause depending on what kind of Buddhist you are, mm-hmm. you, there's different levels of life quote mm-hmm. life. And so, you know, whatever, whenever you're burning something in their honor, it kind of shows up wherever they're at, which in whichever level they're in. Oh, how interesting. Mm-hmm. Like level of heaven or whatnot. Like, you know, like, um, the, the, the LDS, they have different levels of heaven. I and, was gonna say mm, that. And then I didn't. Yeah. Buddhism that. has something similar because Buddhism has like, there's one sector of Buddhism that talks about, um, uh, living different, like coming back and living different lives. Yeah. But then there's different levels about, uh, with that, within that as well. I hope so. I come back and remember all the bullshit from this life. Some people who are Buddhists claim that they are able to remember uh, parts of their old previous lives. I often wonder if I've already lived this life because there's just way too many weird things that will happen to me. Like 
I walk, I'll walk through a room and I'm like, oh my God, I've literally walked through this room before, but it's like a brand new room to me. And I'm like, mm, oh my God, it's just yeah. like a really weird moment. I literally just remembered every one of those last 12 steps. Mm. Like I have seen this exact scene before. I'm freaking out right now. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm very fascinated by all of this. That's why I love learning about different religions Yeah. because I think, I mean, this is going totally down a rabbit hole <laughs> about death after life after death, life, life after death. Death sure. after death. Yeah. Life after life. Spirits. Yes. But no, this is really fascinating about all the different religions because sometimes yeah. I wonder if it's like we're all experiencing the same thing. We just use a different language and different understandings and different, oh. you know, like, that, I mean, that's the Baha'i religion. That that you know. should be like the, you know, under, that should be the subtitle for life. Like yeah. we're all experiencing the same stuff. It's yeah. just in a different language. Exactly. Like, I, like I, I think that would bridge so much more humanity. It would. For sure. Anything else you'd like to talk about, Mandy, in return in regards to Um so I I did chat with Ben, my uh-huh. bestie with testes in San Diego. I love that. <laughs> That's a new term for me, besties with testes. Oh really? <laughs> I'm gonna start calling my brother that because he started calling me his best friend and I'm wondering if I should start calling him my best friend because he's calling me his best friend. But uh, Is he just sucking up to you? He's like, no. Hey best friend. You're like, get out of the house, get your own friend. No, he's been he's been he's been helping me a lot and so he's always with me at my medical appointments. Oh, he's with he me is, at dot like at he's at work. always been super helpful. Yeah, and so he's now introduced himself to everyone as my best friend because and he's secretive and he doesn't want people yes. to know he's your brother oh my god so I'm gonna start calling him he's my bestie with testes oh my god do it uh he will I, I really want to know what happens to his face the first time it. you call him that um so I was chatting with Ben my bestie with testes in San Diego he actually works in this industry which I mentioned before and I just kind of said like what are some things that people really need to consider and a lot of them are kind of what we've already talked about here but um you know it's get educated as soon as possible yes. know what's available you're in never your too area. young to right. learn about this you right. may not start implementing some of these things until you're over age 18 yeah. or over age 21 and you start having stuff and you don't right? have to do it all yeah. today yeah you do it a little bit of time but like i said like yeah. usually people will start thinking about this when they have stuff like when they own a car finally like or that last payment or, or when they get sick or when they have Hurt. a job and they have a retirement fund and yeah. you have to identify beneficiaries for your uh, your retirement so yeah. you don't have to do all of these all at once or as soon as possible right but you just start educating yourself yeah once you have some things to think about but i mean even the little stuff like mm-hmm. the like we talked about the dnrs and mm-hmm. the poas that kind of stuff's kind of important regardless mm-hmm. um but he said you know get educated know what's available in your area like if especially if you're for your services so to speak know what's available what you can do how much money you should be banking and setting aside mm-hmm. so that people don't have to worry about it when you're gone that's um, a really good point. And that's why life insurance is so important because life insurance can yeah. oftentimes help your family pay for the costs of your funeral mm-hmm. and or just like anything to clean up your life. Yeah. And there are, I mean, like if you have loans, it, are you going to mm-hmm. sell the house and who's going to take mm-hmm. whatever money might be extra cars, all those physical things. Um, but in regards, I guess, specifically to like services and burial kind of stuff, he said, just get educated, know what's in your area, realize the mortuary is kind of sep- is se- is separate from the cemetery. So the mortuary handles, you know, the body and casket, maybe cremation, funeral, flowers, all this death certificate stuff. And then the cemetery handles the burial you know the resting place Mm. so kind of two parts to think about with that um you can take cemetery tours 
to learn what options cemeteries around you might have for you. Because you, you know, even if you do cremation, I guess you can place urns in those mausoleums. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess is what they're for. I don't, I don't know if many people put whole bodies in mausoleums. They do too. So I've heard of some. Yeah, that's weird to me too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm like, put me in this above ground museum thing. Um, <laughs> well, I only know of it because of of movies and tv shows i don't know if it's yeah. for real i just yeah. know that in tv shows and movies I, I like they talk about you know bringing out unburying the body that's in the mausoleum or yeah. whatever like yeah and you can also bury urns so if you buy a plot in the ground even if it's the size of a casket you could later decide to just put an urn in the ground oh. i don't know why okay. you want to bury whatever uh, but it's either. a thing so you can do cemetery tours you know take your person if you have one a significant other or spouse um just kind of know what you're buying know what's available know what you're getting into and just to talk about it basically was his biggest tip like talk yeah. about it with people around you and kind of get some wheels in motion yeah I mean, I think talking is really important. Talk talk to your family. Talk to your important people. Talk to your friends. If you don't have family that you want to be part of this process, then talk to your friends and explain to them why why it's so important that you want them to be your person. Explain yeah. to them why you want certain things so that they can speak for you when you can't speak for yourself. Yeah. Don't leave me a vegetable yeah. in the hospital. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Are you telling me? Is this? Is this? Sure, he knows this too. But I'm telling the world, I yeah. guess, right now. So anybody, and I have proof this. now. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody questions what you want, Mandy, it is forever in the interwebs. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be left a vegetable in a hospital. If there's like no chance of brain activity exactly. coming back, if I'm gone. Just let me go. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to be buried in a box. I want to be cremated. And again, put me in a little bowl at the party, a little celebration, whatever you decide to do, whatever you decide to call it, I don't care. (laughs) And whoever wants some can have some. And uh, I mean, you know, the important people obviously will get their take before the rest of the party gets there. But um, yeah, just don't do anything sad and somber, but feel free to cry. I told Sharina it'd be really cool if we just put up a slideshow of my Facebook photos and people would just laugh at all the stupid I things and it. all the memories that mm-hmm, are there for like 15 mm-hmm. years. So yeah, that's about it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Are you going in a box or are you getting burned? You know, it's a good question. I haven't really decided. Does Buddhist have any... Buddhism, uh, so my dad was cremated. Okay. My mom wants to be cremated. Okay. And uh, a lot of, like, my grandparents were buried. Okay. So, I mean, with with Buddhism, people tend to be cremated more, I think, but burial is an so option So what you do well. with the body isn't so important. Not okay. as important as, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not a practicing Buddhist, so sure. I can't really speak on behalf of Buddhism. You try to be vegetarian one I, day a month. Two, two days, two excuse days. me, two days a month. <laughs> two days, that, that second day is very important. It talks about discipline and I'm trying to, I'm trying to practice discipline in my when life. When was your first vegetarian day in August? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I have been arbitrarily picking these days, but usually what happens is the Buddhism calendar uses the lunar calendar. So the first day of the month, the first day of the month and the 15th day of the month, usually it falls on full moon days. Mm, So whichever days the full moon falls on this month. There was a full moon just. Yeah, I think it was yes. No, not yesterday. It was like two days ago. Yeah. But I think I forgot to eat vegetarian, so I'm confessing right now. Okay. Uh, tomorrow it is. Tomorrow it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I haven't really decided if I'm doing a, a 
a burial or a cremation. I'm leaning towards cremation just because of spacing, mostly. <laughs> I don't think I want to hang out in, in the ground. And oh. I really want my ashes spread, like, in the water or, like, you know, you know over I, national parks or, you, you know, drop it out of a plane so that I'm flying <laughs> all over the world. I also don't want to be found and dug up as a fossil in a hundred million yeah. years when the next set of beings inhabits this oh, planet. That's true. That's a good point. I'm like, fuck that shit. There's enough fossils here. Exactly. They'll figure it out. They're going to be like, this is so weird. There's evidence of so many more beings living here, but we did not find their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing too. Like, right. Like, I, I just think it's such a, for me, it's a waste of space. To, sorry, forgive me for anyone who's pissed I off at me so for saying too. this. It's just think like, why am I putting, why am I using a casket, putting it into the ground with my dead body in it, mm-hmm. six feet under? Like, in my mind, I'm thinking of the environmental aspects of this, but also just, like, I just don't see Cost. a point. Yeah, like, I just don't see a point where, like, why should be- my body be six foot underground in, in a box? It just doesn't make sense to me. Decomposing down yeah, exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather be, like, part of the earth. Yeah, like I, I'm as with an you. Ash. I don't. Ashes, yeah, I think you know. paying for a plot and a headstone and a casket yeah. and all this stuff just seems excessive yeah. to me, and so, that's never really been my style. And then I know that I definitely like. I definitely want a party at my funeral, and just like you said, like mm-hmm. things that uh, help people remember how to laugh. Life is too short to be crying and being sad, and so oh, look, we could go look at your closet. That would make everyone laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things in my life. My closet, my car, my storage. Oh my god. We're gonna be my like computers oh with uh, thirty tabs on who's, it. Who's in charge of that? Who's in charge of your closets and your storages? Oh. Uh, my brother. <laughs> my brother's in charge of everything Is he for now. Dumpster like a uh, fire sale, that shit. He's yeah, like probably. one dollar. Anything you no, want. No, he's not gonna he's just gonna throw it all away or just like do a free for all. Yeah. I'm telling you. So this is what like my future partner like, ever have a future carry partner. For a dollar. Yeah. My future partner, you are in store. You and my brother will be taking care of cleaning up my life and my storage closets and Miley just doesn't care to ever throw anything away. Exactly. Well, we might need it. And she's the like, future. I'll use it someday. <laughs> <laughs> she just did it. Well, we might need it. We might need it in the future. I do that. Like every couple of years, I'll look for something and I'm like, ah, I threw it away. Damn it. Oh, well. Yeah. No, I, I'm like, oh, I remember I have that. It's right over here under this behind this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Too funny. Well, I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it gets some conversations going in your lives and uh, you find some things to start working on and uh, I don't know. Get, yeah. some, get some things going. And if you have other ideas you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know. If we didn't chat about it, drop it in the comments and or head over to our Instagram at WomanGetIn and let us know what your thoughts are or any additional comments. Please and thank you. How do you say yes in French? Oui. 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 And no. No. <laughs> oui. oui. Got it. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right. Till next time. We uh, really enjoy you being with us. Love you. Love you too.